Hi, I'm Andy Psarianos. Hi, I'm Robin Potter. Hi, I'm Adam Gifford. This is the School of School Podcast. Welcome back. It's another episode of the School of School podcast. The regulars are with us. That is Andy and that is Robin. And it's lovely to see you both today. Are you well? Feeling great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for asking. That's good. Day's getting longer, but more sun sun in the sky for, for a little bit longer, which is nice, which is fantastic. Listen, something that's, um, that's hit the media here, but I, I suspect it's probably hit the, the, the media all over the world. Not, not the... Not the the, the policy or the governmental advice, but just as a general theme, there was an announcement made by the government about uh, advice given for, for mobile phones. And I was listening to the, the education minister talk about it uh, as part of the sort of press release rounds. And what was being said often was this was based on old information and and they were sort of saying, you know, like there, there needs to be advice there, there needs to be policies in place. But I think for the vast majority of schools, they've already got a policy in place. Now, now I think government advice is always good because, you know, you need to refer to it and uniformity. Uh, no, I don't mean the content's good, but it's good that there's something that we can have a look at to see what, what, what it is, the uniformity around something. Because sometimes it's left to schools and that can be really hard. Like, like just you guys decide for yourselves because you don't have the backup necessarily when you, when you are lacking uh, governmental advice, right? So you've got nothing to refer to at all. So now this is in place, but I think what it broadens it out to is there's plenty of people that are saying there shouldn't be mobile phones, smartphones. I've, I've heard quite strong arguments for no smartphones at all for, for under 16s. Like take smartphones away so you, mm. you, know, you get the, the phones from yesteryear that, that are communication devices and that's it. Uh, I've, heard other, that I've heard other commentators talking about um, we need phones. They're just part of everyday living and to take them away from children would just be, it, it, it just shouldn't happen. However... Uh, there should be a set behaviour with them at schools and, and, and they shouldn't be used through to they're a really efficient tool that we can use. It's a really difficult area. I think it's difficult as parents, but if you're, it's difficult in schools. So I just wonder where your thoughts are on this. I think, I think the argument that this is part of modern day life is a valid one and it needs to be considered. And I think that if you ban the use, like, okay, I mean, okay, I'll be a bit controversial here, right? What's the difference between burning books and banning mobile phones? Okay, here's the difference. I'll, I'll throw one back to you. Here's the difference. And this is, again, this is, this is probably broadens <laughs> it out to is it the phone or is it the platforms there? So the, 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 the counter argument to that is, is that the type of books that you would find in a school is different to the type of content that you'd have in a phone at school. So some children are seeing some pretty horrific stuff that if you were to get it in book form going back to when we were kids, it was probably infinitely more difficult to get your hands on. Your turn. <laughs> okay. So at the heart, it's a censorship thing. I, I don't know. Is that what you're saying? Know. I don't know. I'm just, uh, or, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, like what's, I guess what I'm trying to get at is what's the issue? Is it that we want to censor what kids have access to? In which case, you've already lost the battle because the minute they walk out of the school... The world is there for them to, you know, be shocked by. Or is it a question of 
this is just a distraction and you know kids kids are not listening because they're on snapchat or is it is it something to do with behavior right like you know like this is modifying people's behavior like it's an addiction like a drug or is it all those things yeah i think the last it's probably all of those things but i think the last two are particularly important when you're talking about school being in being in a classroom and something other than the teacher has your attention the entire time or you know you can't you can't focus because you're distracted constantly whether it's through texting whether it's social media whether it's uh some app tiktok yeah. whatever it is and that makes it hard for the teacher you know and and you hear d- different teachers have different policies where sometimes they collect the phones as soon as the kids walk in the door. Um, others just allow it and hope for the best. <laughs> but, you know, and we've talked about this a little bit on past episodes. And again, from what I've heard, because I know our, in Canada, different provinces have different rules on this, where some just have banned phones altogether from school hours and others have not and the one thing that keeps coming up is that it's the parents saying oh no but my child needs a phone I need to be able to get a hold of my child during the day which you know is a bit of a a joke because I mean you can pick up the phone and call the main line at the school and ask for your child you know at any time as as can they so yeah, I don't think it's about censorship and sense, you know, being the ones that decide what our children are looking at uh, in terms of content. I think it's just, is it appropriate to have your phone at your desk while learning maths? And so that's the big debate in my eyes. Yeah, I agree, Robin. I, I think that, you know, like the word addiction gets thrown around a mm. lot, but I think that that aside, even if children, you know, like they're designed to keep people on, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of the technologies that keep people gambling, uh, underpinning stuff to keep you looking and flicking through, whether it's Snapchat or whatever, it doesn't matter what it is, TikTok, doesn't matter. Uh, and, and I think you're right. And I think that most schools, I'd be amazed if there are schools that kind of say, oh, you know, you can have your phones during lessons. I think there were some schools, I, I, I knew of some schools, but this is going back a few years now, that tried to incorporate them, tried to sort of say, all right, we accept that this is just part of you growing up, so we'll kind of use them as tools. But what I suspect has probably happened is that as the likes of TikTok grow, and that never-ending content is available to you to keep you coming back for more and more and more, I think it's probably just too difficult and unrealistic to think that the phones can be used as a a learning tool in your just day-to-day lessons. I think the temptation for for most people, certainly of that age, is is too great. That's what I suspect. I mean, I don't know. I don't know this for fact, but... That's what I would have thought. Well, I think most schools, most schools know how to block websites, right? Through their firewalls at school and stuff. And I would imagine that most of them probably block things like TikTok and maybe even, um, you know, go beyond, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and do things like YouTube and Vimeo and, you know, other sort of like video streaming services and things like that. But then... 
but they're also they're also useful learning tools, right? There's probably, you know, been more than one classroom I've been to where someone is streaming a YouTube video because it's great content by some somebody, right? You know, it could be historical, it could be, uh, you know, it could be just knowledge-based stuff or whatever. And, and and I think we've all can think and imagine situations where these things are useful. So if we focus in on 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 the sort of addictive you know, and distractive nature of, of these things. Like they're basically stopped the learning from happening. I think schools are totally justified, absolutely justified in saying, no, not in this class. But also there may be cases where, you know, and I'm thinking of secondary school, where actually you encourage them to use them for research and to use things that are what I would say unconventional research tools, like as a lesson. You know, because if you say to people, hey, I want you to find out about this, but I want you to use these rubbish sources. Like, why well, are we rubbish sources? Not necessarily rubbish sources, but like unfiltered sources, right? I don't want you to go to like the dictionary or, you know, um, like a, a encyclopedia or, or some, you know, reference material or some university website or something. I just want you to use, I want you to go and, and, and find out you know, should Donald Trump be elected and I want you to use Facebook, right? Okay, or I want you to use Instagram or I want you to use YouTube, right? And then that could become a valuable lesson as well. So there's, I guess what I'm saying is you can incorporate it in your lessons. I think maybe, I guess what I'm trying to get at is maybe that should be part of the curriculum is yeah. just like, yeah. hey, this thing exists and it's in your hand what can it what good can it do and what bad can it do let's have that as a discussion maybe that's a lesson maybe we need to spend more time training children how to use these these uh these things that are available to them um and then but then in some classes like in math say yeah put it away yeah you can't use it in this class you're going to use it in your social mm -hmm. studies class that sounds reasonable that there are certain classes that that could benefit from the discussion that uh, a phone may allow in the class. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think that there's, you could probably make that argument for every class, I, I think. I think the difficulty is, is and, and what's, well, I don't know, as, as we talk about it, what I think might happen is we're thinking about how the use of these phones fit into our teaching model has gone faster, like like the, oh, the, yeah. the phone use, the what's available and all that, has gone so much faster than the time it takes to consider using these things well while you're still delivering the program. So if I'm a history teacher delivering GCSE history, I've got my course that, that you know, I, I think about every year, and, and but, but I still have to deliver it, and, and I still got to get these children sort of GCSE ready but you also want to take time out to go, but how can I incorporate this so it's rich and useful? Now, the easiest is the blunt tool, right? Which is put the phones away and we'll continue to do what we've always done or, or you know, make the, the, the regular modifications you might make each year that you're teaching the program. But I think to, to, to use it, you know, really well, to use phones really well, um, Across the board, I mean, because there will be schools that will be doing, you know, some pretty amazing work and, and researchers and academics doing some pretty incredible work around this. But across the board, there'll be a lot of people in a position where they've just not had the time 
to do that justice or, or haven't given the time perhaps or don't have the expertise because I think that must be really tough if someone just said to me right use a phone in this lesson the first thing that pops into my mind is all right just give me some time to think about it though like don't don't ask me for that right now you know I, to, to, to do it well I'd need to think about how it integrates into the lesson and what mm-hmm. you know what are the opportunities to make that work and that takes time and the other problem that you have is is that like you said whatever it is that you can't you have to you have to give away some of the draconian dictatorship element of being a teacher if you open that can of worms because things move so quickly like you highlighted that like whatever point you're trying to make everything might have shifted in two days right as far as content goes as to what's being surfaced you know uh, because of like uh so so yeah it's it's a yeah, user beware right so i think the 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 thing that i would say adam about if you wanted to do something like this is that you'd have to focus in on first principles and not on skills and by that what i mean is you could never say with any kind of sense of like uh, certainty say like oh, well, this is a this is a snapchat class right we're going to teach you how to use snapchat appropriately or we're going to teach you how to use facebook appropriately is a nonsense thing because every day the interface changes every every day something new is added and something is taken away, right? So it's just like uh, water under a bridge, it's constantly flowing. But what you can do is say, okay, using the tools that are available to you, I want you to do this, right? Knowing that what, what you're really trying to make is a, is a larger point, not about the specifics, not about how to use some, you know, Layla, I used to teach in the graphic arts years ago, right? I used to teach and I remember I showed up in the school and I taught a software program called Freehand and at the time that I taught it, Freehand was in its last version ever made because it got bought out by another company. And uh, there was another tool that was being used in the industry called Illustrator, right? And this is an illustration software. And I'm teaching people how to use a tool that I know is like they're never going to use ever, right? <laughs> so what I can't do is focus the entire class on Oh, if you want to draw a lasso, this is how you do it. And this is the tool. And this is where you find it in the menu and all this kind of stuff. Because all that stuff is like redundant information already. So I need to focus the class on how to use a digital tool to draw illustrations. And what are the general principles of like drawing Bezier curves and blah, 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 and whatever, right? And fill in spaces and all like the, the, the principles of illustration, not the principles of how this tool works, right? And I guess... If you can carry that analogy forward to any anything that we teach, really, and it's true of most subjects, you can't, you can't, you know, teaching, we talked about this, teaching skills is almost like pointless in most cases, right? Because the skills change so quickly, right? And you got to teach the principles behind those skills, right? I don't know. Does that make any sense? It does make sense. And everything you're saying makes sense, but um, I'm just going to... Th- throw it in another direction for a moment. We've been talking about how we can, you know, positively use a phone in schools, but now, and we've talked about how you can incorporate it into classroom coursework, but I'm starting to think now, what about age? So primary school, I mean, not all kids have phones, first of all, but many probably do nowadays. So is this, any of this relevant to a primary school aged Pupil? I mean, well, that seems they use calculators. They use calculators young. in the class, right? 
and there's a calculator on the phone. So if somebody says, get your calculator out, and a kid whips out a, um, you know, an Android phone or an iPhone, and uses the is that okay? I think it's going to be less so, though, isn't it? I think, I think it'll be less so, though, Robin. And I think just by the very nature that yeah. not everyone will have one, you know, even though a chunk will, and certainly not the youngest. So it would be uncommon for them to... What I mean is to have it with them during the day at school. Like, like if a parent dropped them off, if they were very young, you know, how many kids are walking home when they're very young? Or... I don't know, but I think that where it's more difficult because I think that it's also an expectation. Like, like children are developing that sense of I've got my smartphone, you know, because we're really we're talking about smartphones here as opposed to you know like an old schooler just text and call. You'd be hard pressed, I would have thought, to find too many people in secondary education, children, I mean pupils, that don't have a smartphone. I would have thought by now. In primary school, I think the vast majority of children would not be at all phased about, if they did have a phone for whatever reason, dropping it in at the school office and picking it up at the end of the day. I don't think there'd be any kickback. Whereas maybe if you're 16, 17, maybe you're, you're thinking, actually, no, don't, you know, don't treat me like a primary school child. I'm going to have my phone on me. It's going to, it's just part of who I am it's part of what I do just going going to schools and having a school visit that we've all experienced yeah it's I have yet to see and I mean obviously they may be on their best behavior when we're visiting but but I've yet to see kids on their phones you know during a math lesson at in primary school you know that at that age they're very engaged and focused on the teacher at least it appears that they are I don't know so yeah I again I think it's easier Adam when not all children have phones that this doesn't have to be as much of a big deal because I think being able to say no phones in the classroom or you know puts everyone on this on a level playing field uh, because they don't all have them versus high school where almost all of them have them Here's an interesting thing, interesting thing that just transpired, Adam. While you were talking before Robin spoke, right? My watch, I have a digital watch that's linked to my smartphone, buzzed my wrist and I looked at it and it was an Instagram post from my daughter, okay? And I looked at it and I spent probably a second and a half looking at it, okay? And then I put my head back up and then I realized I have no idea what you said. Yeah. I have no idea what you said. Yeah. Okay. That's the reality, right? And that was it. It's like at least a second and a half. Yeah. And, and I completely lost the thread of what you were talking about. And then I was trying to catch up. What's he saying? What's he doing? Can I piece this together? I just caught myself doing it. I didn't, it wasn't like, you know, and I don't get that many messages, right? These, some of these kids are getting message after message after message. And, and that's a whole other thing now that you've just brought that up. It's, it's very easy to ignore a phone if you put it on silent and non-vibrate. Your, so many kids now have it attached to their wrist and are constantly being notified every time they get a message, as are you. So that's, that's a whole other element. I mean, that's constant distraction. I've seen my son. My son has now got this thing where he's always seemed to have one 
Yeah, my son pod, has and, and, there's, and he's got quite long hair, so it's easily disguised. So it's there, and I'm busy. There's, there's times where I'm talking away to him, thinking he's being particularly attentive. He's not at all. He's listening to something, and then he'll turn out, sorry, what was that? Mate, <laughs> I was just talking to you about this. But yeah. he's got the stealth earbud in that, of course, if your phone goes or whatever, it's just going to read it to you. It's just going to tell you, oh, you know, yeah. blah, 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 this has happened or whatever. And depending on the significance of that, like you're saying, Andy, you're gone. So if that was just, I don't know, some bike shop having a sale or something and you just got a bit of spam or something, that might not distract you in the same way that, that your daughter, of course you're going to be interested, it's your daughter. And so, of course, that's going to grab your attention or all of the, you know, like anything, I've got to make sure everything's switched off because I'm so hopeless. If something shoots across the screen that's of some significance, you guys are gone. I've stopped listening to yeah. you. I've stopped doing everything. Yeah, but, and that, yeah. that's... And it's happening. I think the, the point there that you're making, both of you, super important, is the stealthness of it, right? Like, because now you can do it. And now with this like Neuralink kind of idea, which I know is, you know, that's that's progressing, right? Where it's like not even an external device. There's this possibility now of, of like having implants. This All this technology is emerging and coming. Same with glasses. Glasses. Yeah, same with yeah, glasses. Yeah, could be your like, glasses. I was like, talking, my, boy, my son was talking about like the Apple Vision Pro and basically saying it's like, you know, Iron Man, this has got all the things and it, it won't be it won't be long until it's slimmed down and we just wear them like this. And I think the primary school, just thinking, going back to primary school, is that that's just kicking the can down the road, right? So at the moment I can sit here and say, yeah, most primary schools, this is the norm, blah, 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 blah. But this technology is going to become more part of us like we talk about like you're saying andy about whether it's things in the ears the glasses the whatever i mean the shift to, to your watch you know like all of that sort of stuff the fact that that you are constantly connected i think that yeah there's a lot it's it's playing catch up and you know brute force policies about just not having like that's just draconian right we i think the reality is is what schools are trying to do i suspect which is to deal with it with a bit more nuance a bit more intelligence and and, and trying to you know work within the realms of of some of the advances that are being made yeah some of which are harmful but some of which are uh, uh, we've never been in a richer time you know you could argue for some things so yeah, it's an interesting one, and it'll be really interesting to see how it unfolds over time. We need to wrap it up, but I think, Adam, you, you, I think you, you nailed it when you said the, the, actually the real problem is that schools can't keep up with the rate of you know, pro progress, evolution in, in the real world, right? It doesn't matter what you look at. This is just another manifestation of it. And... Um, yeah, we need to start thinking a lot more about this and, and how we deal with it because this is obviously going to become more and more of a problem. Thank you for joining us on the School of School podcast. Mm -hmm.